0: and As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is Erin Addison's here on American Family Radio. You're listening to Wednesdays with Will. And I'm your host, Will Addison. Wednesdays are the day where I get to talk. I make that joke with Miki, man, when we travel and people laugh because they know. <laughs> it's like an inside joke. If you listen to the broadcast, you're like, "Yeah, man, that's funny." <laughs> and so whenever I said, you know, get these uh these laughs from people, but man, uh today, today, Wednesdays with Will today is going to be a great show. Um just have something that I felt like the Lord laid on my heart to share, and I've talked about this before. It's a it's a very familiar topic. It's something that we talk a lot about as Christians. You know, it's something that's high, you know, on our meter. It's something that we all know about. But a lot of times we have a difficult time doing that. I've talked about it before on this show. Um, we've talked about it on the Addison's, and uh, I've talked about it on Wednesdays with Will. But I'll get into that in just a moment. Make sure, uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at addisons.afr.net, addisons.afr.net. Also, if you like to watch the broadcast live, you can right now on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, just search Erring the Addisons. Also, uh, make sure it, that if you desire to go with us to the Ark Encounter, AFA at the Ark, go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net, hit the events tab, and you'll see the event there with all the details and all the information that you need to be a part of that. Man, just next month is going to be the Marriage Family Life Conference. Registration is closed for that, but man, I'm looking so forward to being uh, among the people of God. Once again, hearing from these great speakers that the Lord has directed us to uh, reach out to, to come and be a part of this uh, conference. I'm just remembering back to the first conference that we did in 20, I believe it was 2018. um, And it was like 300 people, 50 children, and the Lord tremendously blessed. And looking uh, to last year where well, we had 13 over 1300 people and over 500 children how the lord has increased uh in size the NFL conference but The thing that sticks out to me is that the atmosphere and the feeling of the conference has been the same. It's like family reunion. And I love that. I love to be amongst the people of God, talking about God, networking in a a, a way of not trying to, you know, big up ourselves. But man, how can we mutually encourage one another? And so I'm looking forward uh, to this conference. I believe that if you're coming with questions, different situations, that the Lord will meet you. He will speak to you. I believe firmly that uh, questions will be answered. I believe firmly that direction will be given. I believe firmly that a move from God will be uh, in that place. And so uh, I'm looking forward to next month, uh, July 6th, 7th, and 8th, Cadence Bank Arena, Marriage, Family, Life, 2023. For His glory alone is the theme. And that's why we do what we do, for His glory alone. Let me see if I have any other announcements here. I don't think so. And, and so we'll get right into it. So today I'm going to uh, be talking about a familiar topic, uh, familiar to us as believers. I hope it's familiar. It should be, um, but it's about prayer. It's about prayer. And we've talked about this before, but I felt uh, the Holy Spirit leading that uh, to, to talk about it again, because prayer is one of those things that we uh, know to do. We know that we're supposed to. We know that uh, it's powerful and effective. We understand from the scriptures, you know, that we are to pray without ceasing. Um, We know that there are major benefits to praying. We know that it is a relationship builder between us and God. We know that intercessory prayer is powerful and effective. And we've uh, heard stories and testimonies of how people have interceded and prayed. And, you know, for people in another part of the world. And God has answered those prayers. We understand all of that in our minds. But it's one of those things that we know, but well, sometimes we don't practice. We don't do. And as I talked to my brother Jeff, J-Mac, you know, to me, things are, uh, is much more important if we're able to apply what we know. See, having the knowledge is not enough. Having the knowledge is not enough. Am I applying what I know? Am I applying? Uh, am I applying it wisely with wisdom? Am I uh, applying what I know? And so, prayer is one of those things that we can talk about, you know, till our tongue falls out. But if we're not doing it, man, it, it really is, it does not amount to a lot. And so, what is prayer? Just a few questions: What is prayer? Who or what is the aim of our prayer? Why should we pray? When should we pray? How should we pray? And how uh, should we not pray, right? There there are different ways um, and different things that we need to consider about prayer. We need to consider prayer as a weapon. You know, the Bible talks about uh, the weapons of our warfare not being carnal, but mighty through God to pull down strongholds or fortresses. Prayer is that. It's a weapon of warfare. It's mighty through God. It's something that God has given us that we would not have, not be out here defenseless. That we can call out to him and he hears us and he shows up and answers on our behalf. It's a powerful thing. And a lot of times, again, when we get into certain situations, certain things happen, we easily default to how can I get myself out of this instead of, going to our, our prayer closet or, or or taking that time out to pray. And so I want us to see, and I believe that the, that God desires for us to see prayer as a weapon, that there are things that are going on that we need to pray about. I would never forget how the Holy Spirit impressed upon my heart that if I prayed as much as I complained, how much of a benefit would my prayers be? There's nothing I can really do by complaining about everything. That's why we are instructed to pray about everything. To pray about everything. Why should we pray? Why should we pray? Well, Philippians 4 4 through 7, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Why should we pray? Because there are times where we get anxious. There are situations that arise. But God has given us the answer to those things when those situations arise and somebody you're you're hearing me right now and you have a situation that's right in your hands. God is desiring that you will come to him in prayer about that specific thing because if it's causing anxiety, he's given us the answer through his word. Y'all know how we do on this show. We go to the straight edge of scripture. The Bible tells us what we need to know. So if I'm feeling anxious, God has given me the answer to that anxiety in his word. Say, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. Then we ought to let our request be made known to God. And then in return, he gives us a peace that's from him that surpasses all comprehension. See, that's a peace That no one else can give. It's a peace from God that surpasses all comprehension. And what is that peace going to do? It will guard our heart and our minds in Christ Jesus. See, that peace is going to set up like a, a garrison or a barricade against worry or against anxiety. It's a peace that surpasses all comprehension. It's the peace that when situations are crumbling around us, we have that peace And people on the outside are saying, why is this person not down in the dumps? Why is he rejoicing in the Lord always? Well, I have this peace that surpasses all comprehension. Even in the midst of the trial and the storm, I have it because I prayed. I made my supplication before the Lord. I continue thanking the Lord. And in return, he gave me a peace that surpasses all, all understanding or comprehension. That's how it works. So why should we pray? Because there's peace in prayer. God answers prayer. And that we would come to him in those ways and pray instead of complaining, instead of worrying, instead instead of being full of anxiety. Why should we pray? Then we say, when should we pray? When should we pray? Well, the scripture, let's go to the word of God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. It says, Rejoice always. There it again. Again, rejoice. Rejoice always. Then it says, Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So when should we pray? All the time. I was just talking to my son today, my son JD, my oldest son, he's here with me at work today, and I say, man, I pray all day, and it's not like I'm sitting down just praying, you know, in my place. That's good as well. We need a quiet time and a quiet place to pray, but I'm talking about as the day is going on, I'm like, Lord, give me wisdom. There's a question that arises at, at work. Well, how should I handle this? That's something that, that comes up. Lord, give me an understanding. Holy Spirit, that indwells me. Help me Right now, pray without ceasing. That's how it looks for me. Now, I don't, I don't know how it looks for you, but it's all throughout the day I'm offering up requests and prayers. There are times throughout the day where I'm like, man, Lord, thank you. God, I praise you. Lord, I thank you for this. God, you're worthy. Those are prayers. Praying without ceasing. So when should we pray? All the time. All the time. We are in a relationship with God and he desires to hear his people. He desires to hear from us. How should we pray? And I won't go through all of these scriptures, but I'll give you one. Matthew chapter six, verse five through eight said, when you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. Truly. I say to you, They have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you even ask him, which is amazing. He knows what we need before we even ask, because it's a relationship. He understands. He's he, he's he's all knowing. He's all knowing. But when we pray, it's not for a display or for a show. And it is time, the great times when we go into our inner room. If you ask anyone in my house, that inner room is my is actually my closet. I get in there to pray, to get away, to really have some time to spend with the Lord. And so we need to have times like that, as well as praying without ceasing all throughout the day. Man, God has given us such a blessed weapon, such a consolation in praying and reaching out to him. Do we use it? Do we use it? My call today, my encouragement today, as we talk throughout this show, is to pray without ceasing. Use the weapon of the warfare that's been given to you. It's not carnival, mighty through God to pull down strongholds. Offer up prayers and supplication with thanksgiving. Have that peace that surpasses all comprehension, that it may guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. The power of prayer. Lord, I pray that you help me to pray more, that my heart will be gripped to pray, to seek you out. And I pray for those who are listening right now that it would be the same for them this is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio Wednesdays with Will and I'll be back right after this will stand against the Lord no one Against the King, no one cares. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. You're listening to Wednesdays with Will, and I'm Will Addison. And that's Todd Delaney with Victory Belongs to Jesus. And yes, it does. Uh, today, we're talking about prayer, the weapon of prayer that God has given us, that a lot of times we just lay down. Uh, we, we, I don't think we have the right perspective or right respect for what God has given us through prayer and i'm not i'm not preaching at you guys i'm talking to myself i'm like i want more i want to realize even more even greater in a greater way what the scriptures bear out we have demonstrations of great prayer in the word of god you know of intercessors and different things happening and god answering prayers that's our portion for us today but a lot of times we miss it the bible says in psalm chapter 107 verse 28 Through 30. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them from their distress. He made the storm be still, and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet, and He brought them to their desired haven. Prayer. They cried to the Lord in their trouble. You know, some of you guys are dealing with trouble. It can be clearly defined as trouble in your life. Well, the psalmist said they cry to the Lord in their trouble. A lot of times we, we, we try to figure things out ourselves. Or we cry to the therapist or we cry to this person or to that person. And the last person that we cry out to is the Lord. We, we have a mindset to say, oh, I guess it's come to this. I, I guess I better pray. Well, that should be our first mindset. Lord, let it be. That we would cry out to you in trouble. And what happened? He delivered them from their distress. He made the storm still. You're dealing with a storm in your life. It can be clearly defined as a storm. And the waves of the sea were hushed. There's so much chaos around you right now. You just wish there was a quiet space. But look what the psalmist says. The waves of the sea. They were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet and he brought them to their desired haven. Oh, the power of prayer, the power of prayer. So I just want to look at a few things and I'm going to go through um, these scriptures and I have a, a few quotes about prayer for us to consider. Matthew chapter seven, verse seven says, ask and it will be given. To you, seek and you will find. Knocking, it will be open to you. Matthew twenty one, twenty two. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. You see, these scriptures are, are, are pretty simple. Now, I want to I want to point to something here, though. This is for the Christ follower. This is for the one who abides in the vine. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later. Not not a whole lot, because I did a whole uh, a show about abiding in Christ. But it's important that we understand that God is not up there like a genie where you just rub and then you get three wishes. That's not how it works. He's not like a, you know, a Santa Claus where, you know, you're going to give him your list and he's just going to give you everything you want. It's not like that. Abiding in Christ. Relationship with him. He desires to answer our prayers. We, We are his children. And so he desires that we ask, and it says, it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. Whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive. This is, a, this is a confidence that we can have. Sometimes we don't go to prayer in a confident manner because we think, oh, maybe God you know, is not really listening. Or he's, not, he's not hearing my little prayer. This is something small. That's not the attitude that we are to go to the father with. We go understanding that he's hearing us and that he will answer our prayers. He's going to answer Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Now, am I talking about some, uh, you know, just, uh, prosperity gospel? No, none of that. I'm talking about prayer, true prayer. This is straight from the word of God. And again, it it takes into account that we are abiding in the vine. We are abiding in him. We have relationship with him. We are uh, uh, running away from sin. We are living holy lives. You know, it's not just he's going to do what I say because I said it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in firm, strong relationship with God. He desires to answer his people. John chapter 14, uh, verse 13 and 14. Whatever you ask in my name, man, this should build so much faith in us. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. We have to pray in faith, believing. Mark chapter 9, verse 29. And he said to them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. Prayer. Prayer and fate. Drive out demons. Drive out demons. Acts chapter 9, verse 40. But Peter put them all outside and knelt down and prayed. And turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. See, Tabitha had died. She was also known as Dorcas. That was... And she was known to be a disciple of of Jesus. And she was known to be a a very um, important person in her community. She helped a lot of people. So when she died, it was a great time of mourning and grief. And Peter came in authority and the power of God to pray that she would be raised from the dead. But he had to put some people outside because there was a lack of faith. There was a lack of belief of what God would do. So it starts out saying, say, but Peter put them all outside. These were the people that were laughing and scolding. Oh, she's dead. What, you, what, you, what are you doing? And he knelt down and prayed and turned to the body. He said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when, he, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. See, we got to put some people out. We got to put some things out of our lives that are hindering us from really walking in that authority and praying in confidence and power. There's some scoffers that you may have around you. Whenever you're talking about the things of God, they have something to say that's negative. Or oh, you believe that, and uh, that nothing's going to happen there. Or they may not say a word. It's just the feeling that they give off. Like ah, uh, mm. those people may need to be put out. Those things that may hinder social media or you know your phone or something that's that's zapping the faith that you are supposed to have in God, those things need to be put out so that you can pray in confidence and in faith. James chapter five, verse 14 through 16. It says, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them do what? Pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power. And uh, as it is working. So we see prayer right here in the context of the body of Christ, of the church, in in our relationship to one another. If someone is sick, Let's call for the elders of the church to pray. You know, God may move upon your heart to pray for a loved one, a a person, a friend, whoever that's sick. We extend our prayers. Yes, we utilize the medical community. Yes, we utilize the wisdom that they may have. But our first response should be to call out to God in prayer. I really, and you can ask my family this, I try to practice this in our home. When someone's getting sick, the first thing I, I want to do is let's pray, let's pray. As a matter of fact, on our last trip, when we were coming back from where were we? <laughs> man, we've been so many before. Virginia. My son Nathaniel, who has a lot of faith. Oh man, he's he he's a man of faith at nine years old. He he had gotten sick, and uh, Mickey was asking him. You know, what can I do for you? What, 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 man, how can I help you? And he looked at Miki and said, mom, I think the best thing for us to do is pray. See, that type of tone has to be set for our children that, yes, we utilize medicines. We utilize those things. We have supplements in our home, but there's no supplement for prayer. Praying is the first job. So when someone is, you know, like they like to say under the weather, I don't, say that, but you you start to get sick. Let's call out to the Lord in prayer. Let's call out to the Lord in prayer. This is what we should be doing. Then also, always, we're praying always uh, and with thanksgiving. We pray, we're praying at all times, like I said before, and with thanksgiving. Now, I'll, I'll read those scriptures again. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit. Praying at all times in the spirit. With all prayer and supplication, that, uh, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. See, this is a big work. This is a majority of what we're supposed to be doing as the people of God is calling out to the Lord in prayer, intercessory prayer, you know, uh, praying for the sick. Just, man, thanksgiving, supplications, petitions, all those things. Philippians chapter 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 4 verse 6 through 7 once again do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which surpass all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus amen I already went through that but these were some quotes that I found um, concerning prayer and I thought were man pretty powerful from different uh people um just concerning prayer and John Bunyan. He said, prayer is a shield to the soul. Prayer is a shield to the soul, a sacrifice to God and a scourge for Satan. (laughs) And I agree. Prayer is a shield for our soul, our emotions, our mind, our will and our emotions. Prayer, as we already looked at the scripture, uh, Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven, it sets a, a a, a garrison or a guard around our heart and around our mind so that we would not be anxious. So prayer is a shield to the soul, a sacrifice to God, and a scourge for Satan. Martin Luther said, the fewer the words, the better the prayer. The fewer the words, the better the prayer. I remember uh, in my church growing up, you know, my pastor was talking about prayer. And he had mentioned that one of the most powerful prayers that you could pray is simply God help. Because within those two words, you're saying a lot. You're saying that I am dependent upon you, God. You're saying that this is bigger than me, even though you may not have all of the words to detail, you know, what's going on. You may be in a real tight situation. But if you say God help, God knows. He knows exactly what you're trying to say, what you're trying to communicate, because he knows our heart. Remember the scripture I read that even before we ask, he already knows. So when we say, God, help me. or God, help. That, those are powerful words. Martin Luther also said to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Do we believe that? Do I believe that? Oswald Chambers said prayer is an effort of will. He also said prayer does not fit us for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. Prayer does not fit us for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. If we understood that, if we looked at prayer like that, because that's that's the reality. It is the work because it's calling upon the one who can handle all things to do what he's going to do. Our human efforts, they have an end. God's power has no limits. So why not call upon him who's able to do all things rather than depend on ourselves and our abilities and our wit and our skill? That can only take us so far. Arthur Hopkins said, Our prayer and God's mercy are like two buckets in a well. While one ascends, the other descends. Charles Spurgeon said, True prayer is neither a mere mental exercise nor a vocal performance. It is far deeper than that. It is a spiritual transaction with the Creator of Heaven and Earth, we're doing business with God. Man, Lord, help us to understand the power of prayer, so much so that we won't only talk about prayer, but that we would pray, and we would pray fervently. Lord, help us, God, to get this in our our innermost being. How you desire to hear from your people, Lord, I pray, God, that you would fill us with prayer. God, that we will cry out to you about circumstances before we run to any other. Lord, I pray, God, that we will seek you out in Jesus name. This is Aaron Addison's here on American Family Radio. Wednesdays with Will and I'll be back right after this. This is here on American Family Radio. You're listening to Wednesdays with Will, and we're talking about prayer, the power of prayer, prayer as a weapon uh, that men, that we should always pray and not faint. That's another one. So that means if we're fainting, that means that we're not praying. <laughs> men ought always to pray and not faint and not lose heart. There's a lot of losing heart happening, you know. Man, could it be? That's because we're not praying. Another uh, quote I have here um uh, in this section um uh, about prayer from different ones is uh Ian e. Bowne said that prayers outlive the lives of those who uttered them. I firmly believe in this. I remember my grandmother. Hm. I remember my grandmother, my dad's mom, um praying every morning. I used to, they used to take me over early in the morning so that my grandfather can take me to school. And every morning when I walked into that, apartment. They lived in, in the Magnolia Project in New Orleans. When I walked in there, my grandmother was in this recliner praying. That's etched in my mind. It's etched in my mind. I believe her prayers have a, has affected my life. I believe that her prayers and prayers of others. My mom is a praying woman. I believe that those prayers will outlive them. Or have outlived them. Um, our prayers will outlive us. So Ian Bound said that prayers outlive the lives of those who uttered them, outlive a generation, outlive an age, outlive a world. Oh man, what powerful uh, weapon we have in prayer. So the heart and the motive of prayer is 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 uh, also important. Matthew chapter six verse one. Uh, I'll just read, start reading there. The The first sentence is, is a warning. They say, beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. That's not why we pray. That's not why we do what we do. Our giving is not to be done for others to see that we can boast and, and have them say, oh, man, look at Will. He gave this much. Our praying is the same way We don't pray that people can say Oh man how he prays That's one of the impediments That I've seen in uh, corporate prayer meetings Some people feel like they can't pray out Because they don't sound like Brother or sister so and so That's not the point We're all praying to the heavenly father He hears us And I'm not concerned about How the next person next to me pray I'm in agreement That if we're praying to the father We're reaching out and so I know that's, that's a hindrance in the mind of some, and you may be listening, and that may be something that you deal with, that you go to a prayer meeting and, you don't, and God is impressing upon your heart to pray out, but you don't because you feel like you don't sound like somebody else. Man, I'm here to tell you that God is not concerned about that. If he's putting it on your heart to cry out, cry out. Cry out. Because even that itself, he's giving you the power and the strength to do it. So it's not to impress man. Jesus speaks of rewards and the option for for your reward to, to be praise of men. That's not what I want. I don't want praise of men. I want to please God. I want God's approval. He says, when you give, don't toot your own horn. You know, don't be out there just trying to say, hey, look at me. That's not the point. And so there is a motive and a heart that has to be behind our our prayers. Remember James chapter 4, verse 1 through 3, it says, What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is it uh, not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? You lust and do not have, so you commit murder. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. Then you ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. See, that's the type of praying. That is not acceptable to God prayers for my my own lust and desires that I can spend it on, on myself. It's all about me. My heart's motive is to please myself. That's not what he's seeking. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. Oh, it wrong motives. Our heart matters in prayer. When we're asking for something, it, it matters what our motives are. And we can't fool. God will not be mocked. He knows our motives. We cannot get over on him. You can get over on me all day. You can fool me, but God, there's no fooling him. Also, it's important for us to understand that we can pray with confidence, with faith and confidence. John, first John chapter 5, verse 14 uh, and 15 says, This is the confidence. This is the confidence which we have before him. I love, love, love this scripture. This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask. Anything, here's the line, according to his will. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, period. Oh, man. Man, what security? What? ah. Knowing that God hears me because I'm asking according to his will. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request which we have asked from him. Man, you can't get much simpler than that. Look, I'm a simple communicator, right? I, I don't use many words, but I like to get right to the point. And the point here in this scripture is that we can have confidence as we go before God. If we are praying according to his will and we can know if we are doing that, he hears us. Point blank, period. And that's reassuring for me. So my thing is, I want to abide in the vine. Because this scripture right here, 1 John 5, uh, 14 through 15, it meshes with John chapter 15, verse 7, that says, if you abide in me and my word abide in you. See, that's the stipulation. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Oh, man, if you can't get happy about that as a believer in Christ. So now my heart's desire is, Lord, I want to please you. Teach me how to abide in you, that your words may abide in me, because I want to ask things that's according to his will. I want God's desires to be my desires. So when I go before him to ask for things, it's stuff that he desires me to ask for. You see how it works? And those things you will get. Those things you will receive. Another scripture that I love, love, love. Look, I love the word of God, period. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. It says, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Oh, man. But one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, or because of that, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace. Let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Oh, man. How many times have I pulled on that scripture? How many times have I quoted these scriptures here? Understanding that Jesus has been tempted in all ways, yet was found without sin. And because of that, He is qualified to be the grace, the great high priest that I can draw near to with confidence. I can draw near to his throne so that I myself may receive mercy and find grace to help me in my time of need. Man, it's a powerful thing. Lord, help us to grasp, grasp this, help us to understand this, that you have given us prayer, all types of prayer. Because of our relationship with you, you desire to talk to your people. And not only uh, are we speaking to you, it's not a monologue, but you're speaking to us. We're praying and you are answering. We're praying and then we're picking up your word and we're finding the answers to our prayer. We're praying and then somebody comes who's a believer and says something that's an answer to the prayers that we've been praying. We're praying and then there's a word that that comes forth at church. And it's directly uh, what we've been asking for. Man, God is answering prayers. He's speaking. We have a God who speaks. A couple other quotes. This is from Dr. R.A. Torrey, one of my uh, favorite authors. I love uh, his writings. It says, if we would pray aright, the first thing we should do is to see To it that we really get an audience with God, that we really get into his very presence. Before a word of petition is offered, we should have the definite consciousness that we are talking to God and should believe that he is listening and is going to grant the thing that we ask of him. Very important that we understand who we're talking to that his presence is there, that we understand that we are not just talking to another person, that we're talking to the almighty God, that when we pray, that it is God that we're praying to and that his presence is there. And before a word of petition is offered, that we should have the definite consciousness that we are talking to God. Charles Spurgeon said, mind how you pray. Make real business of it. Let it never be a dead formality. Oh, man. Anything that we do, you know, repetitiously, it can become like a duty or formality. Or we just, you know, like when we bow our heads before our meal to pray, it, be, it just becomes like a, Lord, you know, let this food nourish my body in Jesus' name. Man, let it not be a, a dead formality. Then he says, plead the promise in a truthful, businesslike way. Ask for what you want, because the Lord had, has promised it. <laughs> I love it. Prayer is a great weapon from God. And it would be to the enemy's advantage that we wouldn't use one of the most potent weapons that we have, and that's prayer. It would be to the enemy's advantage that we don't pray. Think about it. If it's one of the most potent weapons that we have, it would be to his advantage that we're too busy to pray. We're too distracted to pray. We're too busy doing the Lord's work to pray. (laughs) It is actually a great strategy for us to be tricked into talking about prayer, working without prayer, Busy without prayer because there is no real power behind that. It's a a great strategy for the enemy to, to use that we will feel like we're doing something because we're so busy working for the Lord, yet prayerless. Samuel Chadwick, he put it like this. He said, the one concern of the devil is to keep Christians from praying. He fears nothing from prayerless studies, prayerless work, and prayerless religion. He laughs at our toil, mocks at our wisdom, but trembles when we pray. Y'all catch that? The one concern of the devil is to keep Christians from praying. He fears nothing from prayerless studies. Oh, man, you can have every book in the world on eschatology and all this kind of stuff. Prayerless work. Oh, I'm doing all this for God. I'm doing all this. I'm traveling, speaking, doing all this. Prayerless work and prayerless religion. He laughs at our toil, mocks at our wisdom, but trembles when we pray. And Ian Bounds put it this way, and I'll close with this. He says, what the church needs today Is not more machinery or better Not new organizations Or more And novel methods But men Who the Holy Spirit can use Men of prayer Men mighty in prayer The Holy Spirit does not come on machinery But on men He does not anoint plans But men Men of prayer Look, I pray that this would have been an encouragement to everyone that heard this. If you know someone that you'd like to pass this along to, please share it. Uh, we'll have it up on the archives in the podcast. And I pray that God would ignite his people towards more prayer, seeking him out with a diligent heart. This has been Aaron and Addison's here on American Family Radio. Wednesdays with Will. And until tomorrow, we'll be back. But until then, God bless and go pray.